This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, Hour 2 is here. Welcome. Thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it very much. John Tamney joining us now. Been with us before, so welcome back, John. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> uh, book, The Money Confusion, How Illiteracy About Currencies and Inflation Sets the Stage for the Crypto Revolution, which uh, a lot of folks understand, a lot of folks don't understand, probably more don't understand than do. And by the way, it hasn't been doing great lately, has it? No, and uh, I think that's paradoxically why crypto's got a powerful future. Uh, Notice back in the early 2000s when the Internet exploded, when so many companies went bust, that was a sign of hell, basically, as investors put out to pasture what didn't make sense and coalesced around a few. My sense is that you're going to see something similar, Uh, but getting to your point about people not understanding it, I think that's been the problem. Uh, much like economists have made economics indecipherable, a lot of people in the crypto world don't understand what it is they're doing. All right, and so confusing. So, give us a little insight. I know it's a big topic. You and I could really spend my entire show of three hours talking about this, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. There's so many facets, ins and outs, and, and to me, it's fascinating. And I know. I mean, I I know enough to probably get me in trouble, John. I own a little bit of crypto. I don't own a ton because, I'll be honest, I don't quite believe in it yet. I don't know that everything, to your point, I don't know that everything has been sort of shaken out yet to really know even what direction to head. I've got my own thoughts. But, you know, explain some of what you just just told me a second ago. Well, think about how you just described it. You own a little crypto, and and I think your point is you're, you're speculating on something, hoping to make a little bit of money. But really, when you think about it, money is the last thing you'd want to make money on. Uh, do you ever do you spend your day thinking about how many seconds are in a minute or how many inches are in a foot? Certainly not, because they're standard measures. And historically, that's what money was. Money was the quiet measure that facilitates the exchange of real wealth. Right. We earn dollars, but in reality, we earn what dollars can be exchanged for. Yeah, we earn what they and buy, so right? We, we earn what they buy. And so, you know, in modern times, why have people around the world lost faith in government currencies. Governments have a history of devaluing the money that we earn, as in they rob us of the fruits of our work. That's right. And so there's a natural migration to crypto, but we couldn't use any of these currencies right now because they're presently more volatile than the dollar. Right, so right. So there's, there's some mistakes out there. The people who promote crypto don't understand that the fact that it's a speculation is what renders it unfit as money. Oh, wow. You know what? I spot on. You've said it better than I could have ever said it. That's exactly the problem that it has. I think the other problem, frankly, my own personal opinion is there's far too many of them. 
Yeah, and and but if you think about that, what was that was the same as internet companies back in the day. True, there were lots of Amazons. You know, there were lots of Googles. Uh, most didn't make it, and I think what we're going to see here is something similar. Uh, people don't get, or I, I think the crypto crowd doesn't get, that as long as it's an investment, it's not a currency. What we want and what the market could easily create is stable money. Think a J.P. Morgan dollar, think an Amazon dollar, think a Target dollar mm-hmm. that would hold its value over time. Now, you give me a chance to, to be paid in Amazon dollars versus U.S. dollars, I'm taking Amazon. And why? These governments have a history of devaluing. Whereas if Amazon devalues from me, I'm not using them again. I, I will go somewhere else. Right, right. Do you Do you feel that... There'll be multiples of it when it's all said and done, or will it come down to, I'll just use Bitcoin because they've been kind of that that standard uh, bearer, if you would, of what people even talk about, and it could be something else besides Bitcoin, but do you feel it'll be one or many? Um, I think it's going to be many, breaking down to just a few. Um, do you remember Netscape? Yes, yeah, so very much so. Yeah, I'm an old guy, so yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah, so you remember how that Should was I remember AOL range. dial-up, John, and that was the only browser yeah, you had. <laughs> yeah, so you remember all that. My sense, what I've speculated, doesn't mean I'm right, I've long speculated that uh, Bitcoin is the Netscape okay. of the crypto boom. Okay. It popularized, which was essential. But Bitcoin's problem is, okay, uh, well, so uh, why don't you come fix my bathroom? I'll pay you one Bitcoin now, one in six months, one in a year. You're going to logically ask me, okay, well, which Bitcoin? The one that, that fetched 68000 a year ago, the one that gets 19000 now, that right. got 40000 a few months ago? You can't transact with something that's so unstable. Very true. And so and Bitcoin is designed to be unstable. It's limited in supply. And so my sense is that gradually what we're going to see is established businesses issue currencies that don't move around, as in they're going to be issued with stability top of mind. So you'll see a, a Elon Musk on the Tesla end of it or a Bezos on an Amazon end of things have their own currency, basically? Precisely. I mean, think about it. I mean, okay, so this is, has been one of my speculations, but it never made sense that, that, that Elon Musk was buying Twitter to give me free speech. I mean, please, did anyone No, he's buying it to make money, John. I'm not that dumb. Yeah, of course, and thank goodness he is. And yeah, thank you, because that's exactly what it needs, because what they've been doing is not. Yeah, and so what is Musk going to do? What was his initial goal with X.com, which became PayPal? He wanted to create a global financial services online behemoth. Right. And my sense is with Twitter, he recognizes its global reach. I bet you out of it is going to come a stable currency. Musk gets it. I quote him in my book saying that money is an information system, which is exactly what it is. Money is just a measure that allows us to move real wealth around. Mm-hmm. My guess is that he's got, a, he's got a private money concept top of mind. And then he would incorporate into Twitter? Yes, because something yeah, with global reach like that, can I agree. you imagine? And he also is not. He, he's also smart enough to know that while he may be a torchbearer for for free speech, what he really is, John, is a torchbearer for making money, and he knows that free speech is a tool in doing so. Absolutely, and, and good for him if he gives yes. me the right. To speak <laughs> That's freely right. On Twitter. That's right. I don't care. I, I'm game with that. That's right. You know, the, to give, give us or give us a chance to talk about the virus again publicly? No, no, no. 
He's got plans for it, and that's why he's talked about taking it private. He's going to take it in places we never imagined. Yeah. And you, which you, by the way, and, I, and I could be wrong on this, John, but you can't, you couldn't do that publicly. He'll have to go private to do the things you're talking about, right? Precisely. You'd have to do it. And, and let's never forget also, investment banks would not be lining up to finance this if he were just doing this to give a bunch of right-wing nuts like me free speech. That's true. That's true. That's true. No, you, you know? are spot on. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. He, he's got other things um, up his sleeve, maybe, is the best way to say that, or, or in that noggin of his, which, you know, I'll give, I'm not a fanboy, but I'll give the guy credit. He, he's a brilliant individual, eccentric. You know, we all know him very well in all of that. And, yeah, I, I could see him, uh, I, I could see this being a stepping stone into what you're talking about. Yep. Let's hope. I can't wait to see what he does. I, I love what entrepreneurs do. And, <laughs> Agree. And I know you've got an electric car. You've seen up close. Uh, what opposite thinkers can do. I'm dying to see what he does next. No, I, I agree with you. And now back to this whole money confusion. Where do you think that starts? Is it the fact that we're not teaching even you know arithmetic like we once did in the school system? Or is it just a simple fact folks don't understand money in general? Yeah, I, I'm not going to blame the schools on this. What I'm going to blame is that... You're nicer than me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... You know, I, I think and really quick, let me let me explain why. Really quick, let me explain why I believe that. If you have a literate population that doesn't understand really what one plus one is, you can get by with thirty-two trillion dollars of debt, and no one notices. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but my response to you is that the, the debt would be at the head fake. The problem is the government spending. Uh, once we start talking about debt, we're talking about a huge federal government. Yes. Because even with a balanced budget, it's going to grow by leaps and bounds. Yes. I, I think that it's very dangerous to get into that because deficits presume that we, don't, we lack revenues. Now, the problem is we've got too much in the way of revenues, and everyone wants to lend to the richest country on earth. That's us. And so I think the better arithmetic is, hey, how much are they spending, and how much of that does the Constitution allow? Great. Yep. But, it's, but, but you know, it, it speaks to this broader point. One of the arguments in the book is that, okay, why do people so readily lend to the United States but not to Russia? Well, for one, they trust the dollar. The dollar is the world's currency. Does it have demerits? Yes. But it is the world's yep. currency. It is used as money around the world. Yep. And, 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 and where, whereas the ruble, few trust it. And as a consequence, it's not even usable very much as money in Russia. A lot of people in Russia hold dollars. And that's one of the arguments in the book is that Markets for money work. They've gradually made the dollar the world's currency pushed out a lot of other Oh, yeah, John, I've traveled around the world in places where you would think, wait a minute, can I spend my dollar here? I've never been a place yet that wouldn't take a dollar. <laughs> it, yes, and, and isn't it, it's, it's so true, and isn't it fascinating that one of the points I make in the book is that if you go to North Korea, Iran, and Venezuela, three enemies of the U.S., and you want to buy market goods, you better have dollars. Right. And it speaks to what money actually is. Money signals the exchange of products for products. Right. People take dollars and give you something in return because they know, as you know, that you can take those dollars anywhere and get market goods yourself. And so money stability is something that markets keep a good eye on, and that's why the dollar is circulated around the world. And it kind of runs counter to the view that, oh, government's just done the money supply. Governments couldn't gun a money supply on their very best day. Right. Markets choose what money what yeah. money circulates, and they kick out what doesn't. I, I say it at times, I, just, I know I'm a weirdo, but sometimes I just sit around and think, wait a minute, there's this 
literally made of paper. It's fiber. It's got some ink printed on it. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. In fact, as far as money goes, it's probably one of the coolest pieces of paper on the planet, even the way it's looked and designed and so on. And yet that, that simple piece of cotton, in a way, and I know it's more to it than that, but that little piece of cotton, I can travel anywhere I want around the world. And if it says 100 on it, I can pretty much get out of any trouble I want to. It's the most amazing thing on earth. In, in, in this, the first chapter, there's introduction in the first chapter of the book. I talk about David Asman when he was still at the Wall Street Journal. Everyone knows him from Fox now, and he was in so the former Soviet Union in 1992, and he was watching street performers. People would drop rubles into their hats. They'd kind of politely wave and everything. People would drop a dollar, and they would stop and thank them because even in yeah. the former Soviet Union, yeah. the dollar was the currency Great of choice. Point. So it's exactly what you say, and it signals something bigger about what governments. Governments can't just expand willy-nilly. Central banks can't expand governments. If, if, if central banks could finance government, why didn't Gazbank finance the former Soviet Union? Hmm. The reality is no one would take euros. But if you had a dollar in the former Soviet Union, it bought you, as you say, everything. Great point. Again, the, the uh, book, The Money Confusion, How Illiteracy About Currencies and Inflation Sets the Stage for the Crypto Revolution. John, where do they buy it? Oh, you can buy it on Amazon. That's where we all buy all our books now. All right. That works. John, I appreciate you, sir. You're welcome anytime, as always. Thanks for having me. You betcha, man. Appreciate it. And, uh, again, the book is The Money Confusion. If you just go look that up, you'll find it that way. All right. Up next, absolute, or sorry, uh, uh, Kurt Rogers. He's going to be with us at 5 o'clock, by the way, here in about 40 minutes. If you need anything from Kurt in the meantime, you can call direct 720-895-0500. Rates just keep going up, making it harder to buy or refinance a home. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Make your 30-year payment, but own your home in 15 years, all while paying half the interest. Have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. There are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. Go to AIMortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the asset manager mortgage. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get up to 90% loan to value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. Whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out, all come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. Absolute electrical heating and air, $1,000 off a furnace installation. Call them today, 720-526-0231. Replace your furnace, air conditioning, or both with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air and take advantage of their limited time offer of up to $1,000 off your replacement before November 15th. Waiting could mean that you face long wait times, limited availability, and low stock. Moving into 2023, industry equipment standards are changing, and with that, equipment costs will increase as well. Financing is always available, but don't miss out on this huge discount and the lower prices of 2022. Absolute is committed to your satisfaction, and installs can usually be done within a single day, including five-star cleanup when they are finished. Enjoy no-fuss scheduling and install when you replace your furnace, air conditioning, or both with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Get on the books by November 15th and get up to $1,000 off. 
by visiting klzradio.com slash absolute or by calling 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. High Five Plumbing, don't forget to ask about their maintenance program that they have, their membership program, which helps you with that maintenance side of things. Anything else you need, they're there for you. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. A small problem can quickly turn into a disaster when it comes to your plumbing. The situation you're dealing with can do devastating damage to your home. You want the protection of a High Five Plumbing Club membership. As a member, you automatically get priority service and scheduling and a 10% discount on every service call. Bad plumbing can destroy your home, but the perk of a club membership takes the pressure off a stressful situation. On top of Advantage Scheduling, you will get access to emergency plumbing services available 24-7 and a discounted after-hour service call fee. Water damage is potentially devastating to your home, so call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445 to learn more about the membership or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com plumbing. Mention KLZ when you schedule any appointment for a waived service fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner high five plumbing where every call ends in a high five putting reason into your afternoon drive this is john rush all right rush to reason denver's afternoon rush klz 560 i haven't talked much about arizona and their governor race down there andy and i get into it a little bit periodically but there was a great interview that happened here with her in the press i want to say just within the last couple of days And if you don't know anything about Carrie Lake, go look her up. She is, in my opinion, one of the best candidates for governor that we have running in the entire country right now. I'm sorry to say, yes, even better than what we have in Colorado. Nothing against what we have now, but I'm here to tell you, there's a lesson to be learned in the Carrie Lakes of the world. I'm going to play you a little clip here, and I think you'll know after I'm done playing it why I say what I say. Because, frankly, she doesn't mince any words, and she comes very well prepared to anything that she's going to be speaking about. And here we go. Miss Lake, right here, please. I want to be the first one today, please. <laughs> I don't know. I always give Jordan. Oh, you always go Jordan. I always give Jordan the first one. What do you think, Jordan? Uh, let's, grab, let's give Jordan. Give me the second one. Okay. Uh, Jordan. Okay, real quick, I'm, gonna, this, I'm a little training here for a lot of you politicians that are listening. First off, she's nice. She's even nice to the press that, frankly, probably hates her guts and would love to not see her be the governor of Arizona. So, But, you know, she, she will still be nice and pleasant and, you know, even sort of joking with them, which you saw a lot of that with Donald Trump, by the way, in the press. He never got credit for any of that, but... I'll give her credit. She's actually got everybody in the room sort of loosened up and even laughing to a point. But hold on. Ma'am, you guys got to be really loud because I'm hearing this behind Unless I can come closer. Yeah, that's true. The question is, you, over the weekend, everybody, you took to Google all over the world. Your name was ringing everywhere. And one of them, yes, because I have to scan. And one of them has, and most of them will ask, is she uh, uh, an election denier? Okay, I want to make sure everybody hears that. 
They're basically saying it's been all over the news, blah, blah, blah. You're being labeled an election denier, okay? And by the way, that's happening across the country with any candidate out there that's one of the left's ploys right now, somebody running for a particular you know, seat or, or a particular race. First thing they're going to do is call you an election denier, which she gets into, so... Here we go. And that was like, like going around on all different cable news. What do you elaborate on this? I'm actually shocked you asked that question. <laughs> well, actually, yes, I don't think it's just one once in a while. <laughs> I, I did a little, actually, Anthony. Anthony, how old are you? 20. Are you a journalist? No. Well, you did better research than half these people. Um, let's talk about election deniers. Here's a hundred- Okay, really quick. Did you, did you hear the poke in the eye at all the journalists that were in the room? Anthony, how old are you? Well, I'm 20. Anthony, are you a journalist? No. Anthony, you've done a better job on research than most of the people in this room have. Nice little poke in the eye there she gave him. 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. She's holding oh, up wow, the papers, look at this. by the this way. Is from, this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans. It's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows it. We have our freedom of speech, and we're not going to relinquish it to a bunch of fake news propagandists. If you want a copy of these, I'm sure that we're, Anthony would help you get a copy and help you learn how to be journalists, but look it up. It's been happening for a long time. Since 2000, people have questioned the legitimacy of our elections, and all we're asking is that in the future, we don't have that have to happen anymore. When I'm governor, excuse me, when I'm governor, we're going to make sure we have honest elections. We want the Democrats, the independents, and the Republicans to all know that their vote counted. We want fair, honest, and transparent elections, and we're going to deliver that for the people. But just remember, guys, this is one page after Hillary Clinton says George W. Bush was selected president, not elected. So let's start, if you're going to start throwing around terms like election denier, let's remember who the other election deniers were, Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. Next question. So all these fake news media outlets, they they want to call you an election denier. They want to ask you about the 2020 election. Um, But they refuse to ask Kay Hobbs about her history of racism. Now, I don't think that uh, Arizona wants to racist governor. Why do you think it is that they refuse to cover Katie Hobbs' racism? Are they complicit or are they racist themselves? I ask that question all the time because um, the news has been calling Republicans terrible names like racist for a long time. But now we actually have a candidate with a proven racist record. Twice convicted racist, Katie Hobbs. And you guys have maybe covered that once. I think I saw it once We've or twice. covered it more than a dozen times okay. in the last year. If it would have been Donald Trump, let me trust you, you would have covered that every single day. The tables are not, are, are not level here. They're not covering Katie Hobbs' racism. They would be calling her a racist every day if she was a Republican. And the people deserve to know this. 
I go out and I ask voters all the time if they've even heard this story about Katie Hobbs being a twice convicted racist. She's a self-admitted racist. And people don't know it because the media hasn't covered it. I don't know if you covered last week that she held a, a, a mock slave auction back during high school during Spirit Week. Did any of you cover that? I don't see any. I, I, I can't say for sure. I was gone two days. It's okay. possible. I this is a, uh, let me tell you, if that was found in my yearbook, Joe, you would have covered that. You'd still be covering it. Katie Hobbs is a proven racist. When she was asked a simple softball question in a forum, name one good thing about the Latino community, she couldn't come up with anything. I don't believe Arizona will elect her. They don't want a racist in the governor's office, so I feel pretty confident we're going to win. This one? Jordan? All right, I'll leave it with that. She goes on a little bit further, but I tell you what. Again, politicians, even in the state of Colorado that are running, you should be listening to those types of interviews and learning how this should work. Come to the interview prepared. Anticipate the questions that they're going to ask. Have your facts all dialed in and throw it right back at them. That's exactly what she did. That's how you win elections, folks. We don't do that enough. And I don't know why. Actually, I kind of do. Because we don't go out and hand select the candidates that we know can win the races at hand. That's why. And some of you are going to say, we can't do that. Yes, you can. It's called leadership, which we don't have enough of, especially in the Republican Party. We need people that will go out there and select the Kerry Lakes of the world to run for key offices so we can take this country back. If we don't, we're doomed. We have got to start getting a backbone and be smarter and sharper than the other side or we're going to keep losing. And folks, I'm tired of losing. I've said this, I don't know how many times on this program. I don't like to lose at anything. And I especially don't like losing political races that I know we can win. I.e. the Senate race in Colorado, which we're screwing up royally. Both sides are. What I mean by both sides, both sides inside the conservative party are. Yeah, I just said that. There's two sides to the conservative party. Unfortunately, there is. Because you knuckleheads can't get together on anything. You'd rather infight than win. Because your feelings might get hurt. Or your principles might get compromised. You know what? I don't care. I want to win. And it's about time you all started wanting to do the same thing. But you don't. You'll fight and bicker and go back and forth. It's a bunch of nonsense that I'm sick of. And I'm going to start calling some of you out by name. Because I'm tired of it. I mean that. I am tired of it. So, mark my word. Either straighten up or I'm going to start calling you guys out by name. Because I know who you are and where the infighting comes from. And I've watched it far too long. So you're on notice. I'm going to start delving into it. And I'm going to start calling you out because I'm tired of it. One of you, Andy and I talked about yesterday, or on Tuesday, Ron Hanks. Ron, you should be ashamed of yourself. I thought you were a good guy. You're not. You're not. Some of you I've interviewed over the years. 
I'm going to start calling you out. Until we get this party in Colorado unified, I'm going to start calling it out. I am tired of what we produce year after year after year. And we're going to start changing it, if I have anything to do with it. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith, who wants to help you with your future financial goals? Even setting them. Maybe you don't even have any. How do you get there? How do you stay there? There's a great lunch and learn coming up in Bennett on November 3rd. Call, get registered now, 303-744-1128. Sometimes your money doesn't work very hard for you when you need it the most. Like in retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can help you find alternative products with more strategic potential so your money is positioned better to work for you. Your approach to growing and maintaining a nest egg should be personalized to your lifestyle. Al can help position your money to grow in a way that feels manageable to you so you have additional income through retirement without making major sacrifices. Al considers factors like your risk tolerance, the kind of long-term growth you want to see, and how much income you'll need long-term to maximize longevity of your nest egg. Make your money work for you, starting with a fresh look from Golden Eagle Financial at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. Extreme Auto Repair folks, where they want to take care of you, your vehicle, they have Cooper tires at their cost as well. As we head into winter, make sure your vehicle's in tip-top shape. KLZRadio.com, 303-841-1071. Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem-solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. K&R Home Transitions is next. Give them a call today. It's two realtors for the price of one. We're going to talk to Kurt Rogers, by the way, in the real estate market here at the top of the hour. In the meantime, though, anything you need, give them a call. Catherine and Robin would love to talk to you. 720-437-8210. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. 
Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Sorry for my last little rant, but not sorry. If we're going to get things fixed, we have to acknowledge things in the way they are and then fix them. It's, It's how I consult with businesses. What's wrong? How do we fix it? I don't know any other way to do it, folks. You can pussyfoot around some of this stuff. You can dance around it. You know, you can try to keep everybody happy. You can make sure people's feelings don't get hurt. But at the end of the day, that doesn't get anything fixed. You've got to call it like it is. And in the case of Colorado politics, I don't know how else to call it. Everything I just said, I mean. And we have been at this far too long with far too little successes. Scott Garlis joining us now from Stansbury Research. Kind of move things around a little bit because I have Kurt Rogers joining us here in the last hour. Scott, how are you, sir? Hey, John, I'm well. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we'll get you done a little sooner than we normally do. And I, I tell people all the time that, you know, you're two hours ahead of us. So when you're normally talking to us at 530, it's, you know, 730 your time. So I, I appreciate you doing that and, and hopefully not messing you up too bad tonight. Everybody's at soccer practice. I'm home alone. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, it's good to have you. We appreciate it. Um, man alive. There's so much to talk about. Uh, I mean, where do we start? The You know, the Fed uh, always looking at things. We're looking at them. They're looking at everything else. Uh, you know, we talked last week about the, you know, the, the uh, you know, International Monetary Fund and the fact they're mad at the Fed. They want the Fed to do things differently. Luckily, I feel yeah. like the Fed, which I think is a good thing, not that I necessarily agree with them, but the Fed's looking at it as we don't care what you guys at the IMF think. We're going to do whatever we want to do. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we talked about this last week, too, or maybe the week before, but all you have to do is look at what's going on in the U.K., and the market's are sending a very clear message there. The, the new government in the U.K. said, hey, we're going to spend more again. We're going to flood the system with more fiscal spending while the Bank of England is trying to tighten things up uh, with monetary policy. And so the market's basically saying you can't do this crazy spending anymore. Right. You have to take some of your medicine. And, and their uh, prime I minister is now gone as well, which isn't going to help them either. No, she lasted six weeks, yep. um, and she b- before that happened, basically the guy that's the finance minister, they call him the chancellor of the exchequer, she had to fire him, they were apparently good friends, um, and had to bring in a new guy who said, we're actually not going to do tax cuts, we're going to do tax hikes. And it's, it was a complete U-turn on what they had originally thrown out there. Wow. Um, so the markets, the markets are trying to send a message to every other government out there and tell them, the way out of this is not more government spending. It's to be more fiscally responsible. And yet we had our own president today announcing all sorts of programs when it comes to student loans and the forgiveness of and has really expanded even where, where we were at originally on that. And I'm guessing that bill is now going to be a trillion bucks before it's over with. Yeah, you're probably right. And you know that, that isn't going to be well received. I mean, we saw the yield on the 10-year bonds go up to 4.23% today. I mean, they started this year at 
Yeah. That is a massive sea change in interest rates. Yep. Speaking of, and this is something I wanted you to talk about. I didn't. I didn't throw this out to you. So if, if I catch you by surprise, you know we can we can do this on another another time. But there's been all sorts of rumors. I've seen things on the internet and so on where they're talking about how the banks aren't in great shape. They're worse than they were in 2008. That you know they're going to find themselves in huge trouble. I don't buy that, Scott, because you even got a report for us now where J.P. Morgan has some record interest uh, income and they've beat their metrics by a billion dollars. That doesn't tell me they're in bad shape. That's, that's correct. Um, the banks, because of what happened after the financial crisis, um, basically the banks had to have to keep bigger capital cushions. Um, there's actually a guy, John Paulson, who made billions of dollars shorting the banks. He recently came out and said they're nowhere even close. He said the banks are in great shape compared to what happened back then, and that is not going to repeat itself. Um, but, yeah, so J.P. Morgan reported numbers on uh, last Friday. Um, and so what we've seen, we've been talking about what's happened with interest rates, uh, what we just said. They've gone from 1.5% on the 10-year to 4.23% today. Um, so what we have seen with the rates on a conventional uh, 30-year mortgage in the second quarter of 2020, they were at about 2.8%. It's up around like 6.9% now. Um, and so... People are worried about what's going to happen to the economy. They're trying to draw all these parallels to the financial crisis and housing. And, you know, we don't have an, a ton of houses out there in terms of supply now like we did then. So it, uh, no, really quick. And, and, and yeah, I didn't tell you this before either, Scott, but I don't know what made me do this today. Talking to one of my clients, yeah. and I just thought, you know, I want to look at a couple of things really quick. So I looked at Arizona because that's where my client was, and I looked at Colorado to yeah. see what foreclosures were like. And I realized they always lag a little bit, and what you find out on the – you know, real estate sites, Zillow and so on, might not yeah. be an exact depiction, but I look to see how many houses in each state, you know, are there under foreclosure that are actually on the market listed. Colorado has less than 100, and Arizona has about 160. Uh, I will bet you during the financial crisis they were probably seeing those numbers at least every day. Uh, at least. And uh, by the way, in Arizona, a lot, I went and delved into some of those, those properties that were under foreclosure. And a lot of it is vacant land where somebody probably bought an acre or two thinking they were going to develop. I mean, these are not high priced properties, 15 grand, 20 grand and the like. I mean, Scott, we're not talking about millions of dollars that are under foreclosure. It's, it's really, frankly, it's, it's a, it's a nothing. It's a not a burger. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so they, they just said, forget it, it's not worth it, and right. probably walked away. Exactly. Yeah, like $15,000 in the grand scheme of things, so that person could be nothing. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. But so what the Fed has done, so people are worried about what's going on economically and all these other things, and rightly so, because, you know, for people that we've been through, you know, since the financial crisis, a decade plus of super low interest rates, we now have a whole generation of people that graduated from college started their own families, and, and they're really not used to anything but, you know, the federal funds rate being close to zero, maybe 1%, um, versus you and I, you know, when I was a kid, my dad was trying to build houses, 20% interest rate. Right. Crazy. Right. But, so it's a shock to the system for these people to see rates jump like they have, but what nobody's really thinking about, and I haven't heard a lot of people on Wall Street talk about this either, um, you know, I talk to my buddies at hedge funds and mutual funds every day. And so what the Fed is doing quietly is loading money back onto the balance sheets of banks, like you just said. 
J.P. Morgan last Friday reported $17.8 billion in net interest income. And for anybody out there that doesn't understand what that is, that's the difference between the money they have coming in from loans and their liabilities. Mm-hmm. And so back in June, uh, they raised the guidance they've given in June by $3 billion for the rest of the year. So they're saying they're going to make another $2 billion in the fourth quarter because of all that net interest income. And then Bank America reported, I believe it was Monday, and they reported $13.8 billion in net interest income. That's more than they've done in over 10 years. So what the Fed is quietly doing is actually improving the balance sheets of the banks right now. Not not the opposite of what some of these guys on the Internet are saying. Yeah, these guys on the Internet are trying to scare people. Right. Uh, because they're, I will bet you they're short, or they have, they they own puts on the stock market. Mm-hmm. So, you know, p- pile on and freak people out. Right. Um, right. So I would I would argue that people should should maybe look at the Fed raising rates. What they're doing right now is sort of steering the the economy being that Titanic, steering it toward an iceberg, because they're saying we're going another seventy five basis points or zero point seven five percent in a couple of weeks. And some of these guys are even talking about doing the same thing again in December. Wow. Um, so, yeah, if you're, you're looking for that lifeline on the Titanic, you know, I, I think a business that is seeing more cash come in the door, even if the banks are making 30% less loans, uh, because the interest payments on a, over the life of a 30-year mortgage have jumped from something like 300000 to almost a million dollars on a $400,000 mortgage, that's that's about what it costs to buy the, the median single family home. You banks can make like thirty percent less loans, and they're still making more money than they were True. a year ago. True, true, good point. So, you've got in my notes the Fed might be steering us towards the Titan or steering the Titanic towards the iceberg. But this is our lifeboat. What's the lifeboat? Let, okay, so the lifeboat. The, the one I would. There are a couple things I would look at. One would be, you know, an ETF, um, KBWB, it's the Invesco KBW Bank ETF, and that holds a bunch of different banks uh, from large cap, uh, mid cap, and small cap thrifts. So you're kind of covering your bases, right? You're not putting all of your eggs in the wrong basket. And then if you were to look for maybe a single stock, I would look at somebody like a, a VBTX, Veritex Holdings, uh, they're based down in Texas. You know, they they are involved in loans. Um, they have about a three percent yield right now. These guys are going to benefit from this tailwind. Um, and then if you're looking for a relatively safe large cap, J.P. Morgan's never a bad way to go. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. What's going to happen when some of these refis start coming back around? Because you know that'll happen. People get you know they'll 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 think about moving and things will change and people will get used to the new rates and so on and they'll they'll be those adjustments and and again I, I'm not saying rates are going to stay high forever I do think that yeah. the Fed will bring things back down again once we get through this quote unquote you know I hate to call it a crisis but once we get through this little time that we're in now will they come back down and I I don't know if the Fed sees it the same way I do but I think we need a mortgage rate of four four and a half percent to really have a healthy economy and keep things rolling along real estate wise and so on you might be you know you may differ with me on that but I, I guess question is will we get back down to that ever yes i think so and i think that's a that's a great question and a great point and um you know i, I think that's going to be a few years out but 
what I, what I do think will happen is, you know, there are going to be some people that will buy houses at these rates and some that will sit out. Um, but as we start to see things stabilize and then rates start coming back off, I think you'll see a wave of people that will want to buy homes for the first time, and you'll also start to see waves of refis. Um, now, one of the interesting things I didn't mention before with what interest rates have done, uh, so a year ago, the point at which, if you were making your monthly mortgage payment every month, you started paying more principal than interest rates, took you seven years a year ago. Okay. Now that number's up That number's up to 20 years now. Wow. That's a, that's a massive difference. So the banks, that right there is telling you the banks are making mostly margin for the first 20 years of your loan. Right. Um, but a lot of that mean, is also the upfront payments are the, the first few years in particular almost all margin. Right. So n- now what will happen is when you have that refi cycle kick back in, then you'll see those upfront margin payments hit banks' balance sheets all over again. Hmm. Um, so I, I think that'll be another tailwind for banks in a couple of years. So, you know, look, I think you're looking at, at a good run for a bunch of these names over the next few years. I think if you you have a, a time horizon of two to three years and you're patient, you could get some really nice returns. Okay. When it comes to, because here, I don't know what it's like where you're at, but here, housing market, we've, we've had a little bit of adjustments where really things I think were just overpriced to begin with and sellers have had to realize that, wait a minute, yep. I, I bought a house at the height of you know of the market April May of 2021 I'm now trying to make 4 or 500 grand uh, on that particular house or even 100 grand on that house I'm going to try to you know get my uh, my realtor fees paid and so on reality Scott is they may not get what they paid for it in April of 21 uh, that that is correct people that, that sold some of these houses they may not um, it's that is that is very possible I would think people that are going to sell houses like that, they're people that are going to have to move for their job or something like that. I think, I think people that are looking at a potential loss are going to try to ride it out mm-hmm. a bit longer. But yeah, I mean, look, prices and on houses and interest rates have a, an inverse relationship. And when rates are going up, the prices go down because it, it just doesn't make as much sense to pay 7% for a house that cost you four hundred thousand dollars a year you you're, you're going to want to pay something more like 350 or so correct it's all relative isn't it yes very much so all right because, uh, go ahead no, sorry no go ahead you're fine uh, go ahead. you can say yeah, another way you could look at it too is the average monthly mortgage payment on basically a, a four hundred thousand dollar loan has jumped from thirteen hundred dollars back in the second quarter of 2020 to three thousand dollars today which all of that being said, I, I think actually is part of why there hasn't been this huge, quote-unquote, crash in the market, nor will they be, because a lot of these people, if they can stay where they're at, they will, because they've got a 2.5-3% loan. They're going to ride it out, Scott. Yep. They'll, they'll, they'll make do with the home they have right now and not put it on the market, which, by the way, doesn't help us out inventory-wise. It's not help us out, which is what the Fed's trying to achieve, right? Get more inventory. But yeah, yeah, they're not no. going to achieve it's getting not. inventory with what they're doing right now. Sorry, that's not going to help. I'm, I'm sorry, it's just not. Correct. That is correct. In fact, Scott, it will slow down new starts because contractors will say, wait a minute, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have those, lo- I don't want to have those carrying costs building a spec house or whatever it is. So unless somebody's coming to me directly with money, I'm not building anything. Yep. They're actually going to take inventory out of the marketplace, I believe. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because new home starts dropped 8% year over year when the data came out yesterday. Okay. There you go. So that put... 
that plays right into it. There you go. Scott, how do folks find you, sir? Sure. Stansberryinvestor.com. Um, come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. We're there to help the little guy. Scott, as always, appreciate you, sir, very much. Have a great night. Thanks for your time. You bet. You we'll do it. Scott, I appreciate it. Good guy, by the way. Understands what goes on very well. Speaks the same language we do, which I appreciate. Solar Energy Partners is up next. Alan Davis, he wants to lock you in on energy energy prices now for the future. And, yes, that can be done. Talk to him today. Find out how that will work for you. 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power. Now, make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. American National Insurance. My good friend Paul Lewenberger can help you save money on your insurance. Call him today. Find out how. 303-662-0789. Everyone is looking to save money, but in the wrong places. When you're looking for ways to save money, start by reviewing your insurance. Paul Lewenberger with American National Insurance offers the biggest savings through the rebate program and other cost-effective opportunities that reward responsibility. You're someone who hasn't made a claim in the last three years. Imagine that during that time, you were insured with Paul Lewinberger. You'd be getting a check for 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago. Besides the rewards of the rebate program, there are other ways to save when you work with Paul. He encourages you to take a higher deductible but enjoy lower premiums. He knows that you won't make a claim unless you actually need to. Paul Lewinberger offers the most value for long-term thinkers because when you're responsible, everyone wins. Call Paul with American National Insurance right now, 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789. Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. Michael wants to come to you to help you with whatever it is when it comes to your estate plan, including everything from living wills to uh, power of attorneys for your medical care. You name it, Michael can help you. Find him at klzradio.com. People irrationally believe that planning for death will cause you to die. Your superstitions aren't a foreshadowing, and estate planning with Michael Bailey will not kill you. You can create your estate plan at a location convenient for you, making it even easier to do what you must, planning before you die. The plan may seem scary, but what's truly frightening is what you can't know. What will happen if you do not prepare ahead of time? Confronting your fears with mobile estate planner Michael Bailey means your estate plan will be ready for your heirs. Preparing ahead of time gives you a say now in what will happen after you're gone. Planning for this natural part of life without superstition or avoiding it means getting your affairs in order for your family. Do the right thing now for you and your family. 
set up a free zero-risk consultation at klzradio.com slash estate today. Or call Michael Bailey at 720-730-7274. All right, up next, Roof Max or Roof Savers of Colorado, Dave Hart, where, yes, he'll save your roof. He'll extend the life of. He can also do a full replacement if that's needed. You name it. Dave can do all of that and more. Commercial, residential, you name it. RushToReason.com. Look for Dave there or 303-710-6916. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a Roof Max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs, and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof, whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com, and I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Barb with the United Way of Weld County said, We are very happy with the copiers we currently have and your customer service is exceptional. Doug is a great technician and is always prompt in coming out whenever we have a problem with one of our copiers. Thanks again for your wonderful partnership and customer service. I'm glad we are working with you. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And yeah, as I stated earlier with Scott Garless for just one moment, if you uh, haven't seen it, the Prime Minister of the UK resigned, which, yes, that will leave a hole there. It didn't last very long. Six weeks, I believe, is all she lasted. And I have not read through everything to find out exactly why did she uh, looks to me like there's a lot of inner fighting and turmoil and things like that going on. Andy and I most likely will talk about that next week because there's so many facets of that. There's no way I can cover that and about back to that on Tuesday, most likely. Kurt Rogers is going to join us here in just a few minutes. And as I've always said, any questions you've got for Kurt, we're going to be here live. Be sure to call in and ask 303-477-5600. You can also text us a question, 307 307- 282-22. Again, 307-282-22. we got a full hour with Kurt. Lots of questions to ask. Lots going on in the real estate world, including the mortgage world as well. So we'll get to him here in just a moment. So don't go anywhere. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason. Denver's Afternoon Rush. KLZ 560.